you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Amen. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me. Beside the still waters, he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And quote the last verse with me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Sit your Bibles down, sit your cell phone down and lift your hands to the heavens. Lord, right now I pray on this Wednesday night that your presence would be in this place, that you'd speak to each individual exactly what they need to receive from you. I pray that you'd give us strength. I pray that you would meet us here. Speak to every heart, every life. In the name of Jesus we pray. And if you promise to stay awake with me, you may be seated. The whole group just promised to stay awake. So if you see your neighbor asleep, you better wake them up and remind them of their promise. These words we just read were perhaps some of the most famous verses in the Bible. We grow up learning Psalms, the 23rd chapter. We sing it in songs. We quote it in Sunday school. We get up on Sunday and we sing The Lord is my shepherd, he goes before me. And it's not just fancy words of a song. We're actually singing a rendition of Psalms, the 23rd chapter. And these verses have rang so powerful and so true. And if one were to read it without understanding the context, they would ask themselves the question, what in the world do a bunch of sheep have anything to do with me and to do with my life? And of course, we're reading of the words of David. And David knew what it was like to work in the shepherd's field. He was no stranger to the pasture. And he was describing himself as a sheep. 
and the Lord as the shepherd. Point at yourself and say, I don't care how good I look tonight, I'm a sheep. And these words remind us of what we truly are. The shepherd's job was to lead the sheep and to provide for the sheep and protect the sheep and keep the sheep out of trouble because sheep get in trouble. What, what seems, it doesn't seem like they can go too long without getting lost, without the help of the shepherd. And so the shepherd protects the sheep and he directs the sheep. And we read in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, verse 6, it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. That means me, and that means each of you in this place. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. How many of you know that sheep have a tendency to like to go their own way? You could say, that they don't like to ask for directions. But oftentimes they find themselves astray. They find themselves attempting to lead themselves. And what you will find very, very shortly after a sheep begins to lead itself, that that sheep will go astray. We need a shepherd. And we can't lead ourselves. We need a shepherd leading us. And if we try to do this life on our own, we'll end up lost and we'll end up dazed and confused and unsure of our whereabouts. But we have a shepherd. We have a good shepherd that leads us and that guides us and that protects us and that has made a way for us and that has a plan for our lives. And so we don't have to do it on our own, but we do have to follow the ways of the good shepherd. I want to preach to you on this topic tonight. Walking in the ways of righteousness. Walking in the ways of righteousness. Those of you that may know me on any personal level, I'm sure know that I have a poor sense of direction. Just as the youth group did tonight because we forgot to tell them they're staying in here for service. If you ask me which way is north, south, east, or west, I can put my hand on a Bible and tell you right now standing in this room, I could not tell you. And unless I'm looking at a compass or I'm driving on the interstate and I know I'm on I-65 West or east or unless I'm looking at the sign, I don't know where in the world that I'm going. And I think I just proved myself tonight. I am GPS reliant. And I don't get too far or too much of anywhere without my cell phone. I can't tell you how many times my grandfather has told me, you need to put a map in your car. I start looking up at a map, and I get about 15 minutes in, and I realize the map's upside down. And then I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading the names of the roads backwards. I, I don't have a sense of direction. And we find this theme of direction all throughout the Scripture. 
we, we read again the words of the psalmist in the 100, 143rd chapter of the book of Psalms. In verse 10, the scripture says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. And without a little bit of help of someone or something to give me direction, I think many of us would find ourselves searching for the land of uprightness and ending up somewhere on the north side of Indianapolis, not quite sure where we're going. And one may ask, how do I find the land of uprightness? How can I know the ways of righteousness? And can I tell you that your global positioning system on your cell phone cannot get you there. And the person that is seated next to you cannot get you there. Somebody once said one time, you need a GPS. You need a God positioning system. Because we can't do it on our own. And when we try to do it on our own, we, we have a tendency to, to get lost. And to find ourselves off the path that we're really supposed to be walking. But there is a way. And there is a path that has been set before us. And there is a plan. And there's a plan for your life. And there's a plan for my life. And we can't find a way by our own devices. But we must follow the way of the shepherd. Many of us know the scripture. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. Deuteronomy says it like this in the 13th chapter, verse 4. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. When you're cleaving to the Lord, you don't have to worry about getting lost. Because when he's turning left, you're cleaving to him. And when he's telling you to go right, you're cleaving to him. And you're walking in the ways of the Lord. And it's evident when somebody's living a life that is a life that is cleaving to the Lord. You can tell when somebody's cleaving to Hollywood. And you can tell when somebody's cleaving to prescription pills. And you can tell when somebody's cleaving to, 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 to their buddy that's telling them the way they're supposed to go. But there is only one way that will make sure you don't end up by the wayside. And there is one plan that will make sure that you find yourself in the ways of righteousness. And you do it by walking in the ways of the Lord. If you have too many voices speaking in your life at the same time, it's very difficult to find your way. I'll never forget a time, my grandparents love me because I'm always referencing them from the pulpit. I will never forget a time just recently with all of the construction going on on the interstate that I was seated in the back seat and my Lovely grandmother and grandfather were sitting in the front seat. And my grandpa had the map out. And my grandmother had the GPS out. And I was sitting in the back seat. And the argument that ensued 
was unimaginable because my grandfather was saying, well, we need to get off on, on, on this road. And my grandmother was saying, no, you need to go straight. And I was, I, I, I was saying, would, would you guys just listen to the phone? I promise that it will get you where you need to go. And, and, and it had to be 15 or 20 minutes of an argument of left, right, straight, back, up, down, not sure where we're going, halfway on our way to Chicago trying to get to Frankfurt. And, and, and the confusion that ensued was ridiculous. And you know we have the same thing happen in our lives. That we have so many voices speaking at the very same time. That our pastor says this. And the word of God says this. But our friend at school says we should do this. And, 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 and the post on Facebook said we should do this. But the word of God said we should live like this. So which one should we do? And, and we find ourselves so backwards and so confused and so dazed by the many voices that we've got going on in our lives that it's a struggle to reach the end destination. May I remind somebody that there is only one way. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And any man that is trying to come to the Father, he's got to come through me. How many of you know in this place that you can't reach it through another way. You can't reach it through another religion. You can't reach it through your best friend, but you've got to set your eyes on Jesus. You've got to cleave to the ways of the Lord and walk in the ways of righteousness. And it's very difficult when your spouse is hitting you and saying, you got to turn left in 300 feet. And, and you know in your heart that you need to keep going straight. And you know the map says something different. And it's very hard to reach the destination. And I want to warn somebody tonight to be careful of the voices that you allow to, to, to begin to guide your destiny. Because there's only one voice that should be guiding your destiny and your destination. And that is the voice of the Lord. may not understand the entirety of the directions and where you're headed, but I've learned one thing as someone that has no sense of direction. If I'll turn left when my phone says turn left, and if I'll turn right when it says turn right, and when I'll go straight when it says go straight, somehow by the grace of God and Apple, I'll find myself at the destination that I'm trying to reach. And you know, sometimes living for the Lord is that way. We don't understand all the twists and turns. We don't know everything life is going to send our way. We, don't, we, we, we may not understand the entirety of the Bible. And we may not have a degree and understand hermeneutics and, and, and polemics and, and the deepest depths of the Bible. But one thing we know is when the Lord says, turn left, we turn left. And when it says, thou shalt not 
We don't. And when it says we shouldn't go there, we don't go there. And when it says we shouldn't talk like that, we don't talk like that. And can I tell somebody that when you begin to just turn left when it says turn left and go straight when it says go straight, you'll find yourself at the destination you're trying to reach. Somebody needs to silence the voices in your life and begin to listen to the voice of God and heed to the ways of the Lord. The psalmist said, order my steps in thy word and let not an iniquity have dominion over me. It's not the will of God that iniquity rules over you, but it is the will of God that your steps are ordered according to the word of the Lord. And when iniquity comes your way, and when sin comes your way, and, and, and when things begin to come your way that would tempt you, you remind yourself that you have instructions and that you're ordered according to the word of the Lord. And when you follow God and you truly follow him, nothing will turn you by the wayside. Nothing will distract you. Nothing will lead you astray when you're living a life that is according to the word of God. Jesus said in the book of John, the 8th chapter, verse 12, Then spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now we understand the world is darkness, and we understand that Jesus is the light of life. And it would be a very difficult thing to navigate your way through the darkness without light that is able to illuminate your path. You cannot navigate darkness with darkness. There's not a degree, and I'm all for education, there's not a college degree that can get you to heaven. And there's not a reality TV show that can tell you how to get your family back together. Because you can't navigate darkness with darkness. But you've got to navigate darkness with the light of life. And the light of life is Jesus. And when we begin to navigate with the light of life, it begins to illuminate things that stand in between us and our destination. I, 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 I can't be in two places at one time. But if I could right now, I'd shut the lights off in the room at the light board. And, I, and, I, and I'd show you with the light on my phone. As you begin to navigate, the light has a way of exposing things that stand in the path. And the light has a way of exposing false doctrine. And the light has a way of exposing hidden sin in your life. And, the, and, and darkness cannot do that. But when the light begins to do that, I can assure you, child of God, you'll reach the destination. You'll claim your prize. You'll end up at the place that God has designed for you to end up. It's a narrow way. It's not a popular way. God doesn't lead us to popularity. He leads us to consecration. It's not a popular way. It's a path that is seldomly traveled. And the scripture talks about a very broad path, a way that leadeth to destruction. But there is a narrow way. 
And it's a narrow way that leads us to all of the promises of God. And you're not going to reach your destination of heaven walking the path that everybody else walks. But you'll reach that destination when you get your life lined up with the word of God. And when you begin to walk according to the narrow way. And when you begin to walk according to the precepts of the Lord. You'll find yourself at the place that God has designed for you to be. We don't follow the world. We follow the good shepherd. And we don't look to TLC on, on how to raise our family. We don't look to Dr. Phil or Dr. Drew and his pill to tell us how to, how, to, how to live our lives. And we don't look to the friends and coworkers we go to school with and work with and college with to tell us how we're supposed to put our life together. But we go to the word of the Lord and we take everything to the Lord in prayer and we begin to align our lives according to the word of God. And I'm not looking to Hollywood for hope, but we're looking to Jesus. We're looking to the shepherd. We're looking to the light of life. We're looking to the plan that God has set before us. And I hope tonight that if you leave here with anything, you'll leave here with setting your eyes on Jesus. Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter, verse 33 says, Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. We hear this all throughout the Bible, walking in the ways of the Lord, walking in the ways of righteousness. And when we do it, it, it speaks of promises that come with walking in the ways of the Lord. It specifically says that ye may live. Because there's one way that we may inherit the life that God has promised us. And any other way leads to death and destruction. And it leads to the consequence of sin. But when we walk according to the ways of the Lord, we will inherit life. And there's one thing you got to understand about travel. You've got to be patient. Look at somebody next to you and say, are we there yet? Some of us live our lives for the Lord that way. Have I consecrated myself enough yet? Have I, don't I attend church enough already? Haven't I fasted once a year during the awakening enough already? Are, 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 are we there yet? Can I stop trying? Have I reached what I'm supposed to do? Am I, do I really have to give more of myself do I really have to surrender, re really all that I am? I, I thought maybe some of what I am. I thought maybe if I consecrated on Sunday and lived like the devil on Monday, it'd be okay. Are we there yet? And we start to live our lives. If you were at NAYC, you'd know that as the ruler. We start to live our lives and begin to measure 
the consecration we're giving to the Lord, and it seems to be enough. And we, it, it, we're, I'm, I'm praying just enough to feel okay. Are we there yet? That's not how we're supposed to live our lives for the Lord. But, but the only way to live for the Lord is to go all the way. The only way to follow God is to follow him until the very end. And the only way to surrender some of your life is to surrender all of your life. There's no halfway. There's no are, are we there yet. But you've got to follow God until the very end. The scripture tells us, and the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Did you know that long-suffering really means long-suffering? I know more modern-day versions of the Bible have said patience. You just need to have patience. That's not what the scripture is telling us. Patience could be a word you could use. But the word we find really does mean long suffering. And there's something about that chastisement that begins to mold you. And there's something about the potter's wheel that begins to form you. And there's something about that process of long-suffering that begins to mold you and make you into a workable vessel. And it begins to mold you into who God has made you to be. There is no shortcut to follow God. There's no quick way to follow the Lord. There's no easy way of getting your Sunday morning Trinity Broadcast Network is definitely not the way. It's not that easy. But we've got to follow in the ways of righteousness no matter where those ways take us. And his way requires the fruits of the Spirit. I know we don't like to talk about the fruits of the Spirit because it requires something of us. But we'll never follow according to his way until we're really walking in the fruits of the Spirit. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering. I know some of you are being reminded when you wake up, woke up this morning with a bad attitude. Gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. His way really does require us to walk in the Spirit. I know that's an easy thing to say on Sunday. We're going to walk in the Spirit. And then it's real hard to walk in the Spirit when we're not in the middle of a worship service and we're not in the middle of the, walk, uh, of the altar call. But we really do have to walk according to the Spirit. And we do really have to have the fruits of the Spirit being manifest in our lives. I, I, this isn't even in my notes tonight, because, but can I remind somebody that speaking in tongues is not the only evidence that you're filled with the Holy Ghost. We love to speak in tongues and have a bad attitude. We love to speak in tongues and not be patient. We love to speak in tongues and get angry in traffic. We love, and, we love to speak in tongues and get nasty with, with our coworkers. We, we love to speak in tongues and walk pridefully and not in meekness. 
But unless you've got the fruits of the Spirit manifest in your life, then that's not the same Spirit. But just as tongues is the evidence of the Holy Ghost, the fruits of the Spirit are the fruits of that Spirit being manifest in your life. And His way really does require us to walk in the Spirit. Galatians says if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And it's a way that leads us not into temptation. And it's a way that delivers us from evil. And it's a way that calls us to carry our cross, to take up our cross and to follow him. And I know it's not a way of luxury. I know it's not a popular way. But can I tell somebody, it is the only way. It may not be the way everybody wants to live. It may not be the way everybody wants to pattern their life. It may not be the popular way. But it is the only way. Jesus said in the book of Mark, the 8th chapter, verse 34, and when he had called unto the people unto him with his, with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And while that's not speaking of us literally being crucified, he paid the price that we have to pay. In walking according to the Lord, we really do have to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Jesus. I know this is elementary tonight, but it's real hard to remember this in the middle of the week when things aren't going right and we don't feel like denying ourselves. We feel like pleasuring ourselves and, and, and filling our lives with the things of the world and consuming our minds with Hollywood and walking a, a, according to the way of ourselves. But the only way to walk according to the way of righteousness is to deny yourself. Point at yourself and say, that means me. M-E. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. First Peter puts it pretty simply. It says, for even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. You may not understand the entirety of his directions, but you do need to follow his steps. You do, you, you, you do need to get a prayer life. And you do need to read the word of God. And you do need to do what the word of God tells you to do. And you really do need to repent. And you really do need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And you really do need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you really do need to deny yourself. And you really, you, you really do need to turn away from sin. And you really do need to deny yourself, take up your cross, and... Follow him. And we're given a promise, again in the words of David in the Psalms, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. You ever been driving down the road with your GPS running and it popped up and warned you of traffic that was ahead? I've always wondered how they did that. 
doesn't really make sense to me. It kind of seems like he has a way of going before us. And he has a way of, uh, I, I, I jumped too quickly to my point. The GPS has a way of going before us and figuring out where there's traffic, figuring out where there's roadblocks, figuring out better paths that maybe we should take for our lives. And the Lord has the way of doing the very same thing. He has a way of going before us. He has a way of looking into the future and into the the, the next years of our lives and knowing things that we would never have a way of knowing. And we, we're detoured in our lives and we start to ask questions like, God, why? Why, 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 why can't I just have my plans? Why can't I just go to the college I wanted to go to? Why can't I just have the job I wanted to have? Why, God? And, and, and the whole time, what we may not understand is that he's looking in front of us and he sees things that we would never have a way of knowing that they would have been there. But he sees the roadblocks and he sees the twists and turns and he sees everything that could stand in between us and our destination. And ladies and gentlemen, if you follow Jesus, he'll lead you in the way of righteousness. And when he leads us according to the ways of righteousness, and when we, when we truly have faith in the ways of the Lord, we do not have to fear. We do not have to worry about the morrow. But we can follow God and trust that through every twist and every turn, that if we just follow Jesus and if we just live according to the ways of the, of, of the word of God, we will reach our destination I don't, I don't know who I've come to speak to tonight, and I surely hope that it is, that is, it is each of us that is gathered in this place. But I want to remind somebody that you've got to get your hands off the driver's wheel of your life. It's not your life to steer. It's not your future to steer. It's not your destiny to destine. But our ways should be according to the ways of the Lord. We have a way of really messing things up when we try to do it on our own. Get your head in the word of God. Get your, get your head in a prayer closet. Consecrate yourself and walk according to the ways of the Lord because it's the only way. It's the only plan. It's the only way that will allow you to reach the destination. I'm not going to call the music to come tonight, but I'd like you to stand with me all across this room. I don't want you to focus on me or the person next to you, but I want you to lift up your hands. And I want you to begin to consecrate yourself to God. God, I'm taking my hands off the steering wheel of my life. Lord, I want to be led by you. I want to follow you. I want you to lead me. I want to reach the destination that you have for my life. Come on, lift your own voice. I can't pray it for you. God, I want to follow you in all of your ways. I want to follow you in all of your ways. I want to get my head in the word of God. I want to begin to have a prayer life. I want to follow where you will lead for me to go.
God, I give my life to you. I'm seeking to follow you. I pray over each person gathered in this place that when they would leave this atmosphere and when they would go back to their homes and jobs, that they would not try to lead themselves, but that they would begin to walk according to the ways of the words of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, would you clap your hands to the Lord? We worship you, God. It's not about how you feel in a church service. It's about what you decide to do when you leave this place. I hope this week as you begin to walk into the next few days of your future that you would remember that this moment, there's no past, there's no future. All we have is this moment. And that the weight of your eternal destiny lies upon this moment. And when you recognize that, it's very difficult to find yourself lost and in sin and down the wrong paths when you remember that this moment is the most important moment that you and I have ever had. I pray that you'd leave this place encouraged today and that you'd begin to walk according to all of the ways that the Lord has for your life. Greet somebody. Thank them for being here tonight in the house of the Lord. We'll see you on.